In Revelation 1 and 13, John records that he saw the risen Savior. Hallelujah. And he said that he saw in the midst of the seven candlesticks one who was like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes were as a flame of fire. Can you picture this, friends? His feet like fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace. His voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun that shines in its strength. Looking at him is like looking at the sun. Somebody say glory. When I saw him, John said, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying to me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Oh, hallelujah. I am he that lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Glory to God. Is he risen? And glorified. Hallelujah. We can see that. And uh, 1 Corinthians 15 talks about how essential the belief in the resurrection is to Christianity itself. You'll hear some people mistakenly say, well, I don't know if I believe in that virgin birth or in a literal physical resurrection, but is that the main thing? It's really the teachings of Jesus and his moral and his example that counts, people say. I tell you, absolutely not. That is not right. Let me read some scripture to you. 1 Corinthians 15 brings it out. Paul, the Spirit of God through him, says it very clearly. 1 Corinthians 15, 13. You can just listen today if you want to. They'll put them up on the screen. We'll, I'll read them to you. He said, if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, our preaching is vain and your faith is also vain. Does it matter whether he really raised from the dead or not? If he didn't raise up from the dead, all Christian preaching amounts to nothing. And all Christian faith amounts to nothing. Now that's a big statement. Vain. Vain means it's good for nothing. Yea, and we be, we're found false witnesses of God because we've testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, you are yet in your sins. If he didn't raise from the dead, there is no gospel. There is no new birth. There is no Christianity. Hmm? It's a total waste of anybody's time if he didn't raise from the dead. Hmm? So what you believe about this 
is life and death, heaven and hell. What you believe about this? And there's, there's a lot of people that say, well, who can be for sure? You know, I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I just don't know if I can believe in all that. Well, that means you don't. That means you don't. And people say, well, I just, I just can't believe all that. That's not true. That's an untrue statement. You can believe anything you choose to believe. You shouldn't say, I can't believe it. You should say, I choose not to believe it. But by the same token, by nature of what faith is, you could choose to believe it. I'm so glad I have. Anybody in here with me? I'm so glad. I'm not struggling with this today. I'm convinced. I'm fully persuaded. And oh, it makes you happy. Because if you believe that about him, you also know something about you. If you believe something, if you believe this has happened, then you know something else is about to happen. Oh, hey. Hallelujah. He said, uh, verse 19, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. If this life is all there is, then Christians are a pitiful bunch. (laughs) The Amplified brings that out. If we who are in Christ have hope only in this life, and that is all. Did you hear that phrase? That is all. Then we are of all people most miserable and to be pitied. If he didn't raise from the dead. And if there is no resurrection, we're a pitiful bunch. But, verse 20, I'm glad verse 20 is there. But, but, the fact is that Christ the Messiah has been raised from the dead. Oh, somebody say, He has been raised from the dead. Don't you believe anything else? Don't you believe any so-called evidence or proof that maybe this and maybe that? Uh, uh, people don't have any proof of these things. It's conjecture. Amen. It's talk. Yes. And you're not going to be able to conclusively, physically demonstrate anything. The Lord has left it so that it has to be by faith. Amen. If you say, well, prove it to me and I'll believe it then you will die faithless. Hmm? People say, well, there's no evidence. Oh, yes, there is. There's plenty of evidence for those who have eyes to see and those who have ears to hear. If you don't want to believe it, you wouldn't believe it if it was standing right in front of you. Hmm? It's a choice. And you know, uh, uh, the Bible talks about uh, Lazarus and the rich man. And how that he called out to Abraham and said, Would send Lazarus back to the earth to warn my brothers, lest they come to this place of torment. And uh, Abraham said, They have the scriptures. They, you know, they have the prophets. Let them hear them. And, and the rich man said, No, if somebody came back from the dead, they'd believe it. And Abraham said, No. If they won't hear the word, if they won't hear the prophets, neither would they believe if one raised from the dead. That's prophetic, isn't it? Because one has raised from the dead and millions still won't believe. 
But I do. I said I do. And I'm happy. So y'all are just y'all are just simpletons that cling to your faith. Well, leave us alone. We're happy. Leave us alone. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. And everybody's going to find out real soon. You believe that? Now, when we say that Jesus raised from the dead and that resurrection has occurred, what does that mean? How does that affect us? And what does it mean? Uh, I want to just go over briefly uh, a few things that it means, like three (laughs) or four. Uh, Number one, what what does resurrection mean? If Christ has raised from the dead, it has demonstrated conclusively who he is. Who he is. Romans 1 4 said he was he's declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. He's raised from the dead. Prove it proves that he is the son of God. He was he is the one who was to come. The one who has fulfilled scriptures. The Messiah. The coming king. And he said in John 11, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Then he said, do you believe this? Come on, do you believe this? Uh, The Bible said in Hebrews that he has tasted death for every man. How could it be true that if you believe on him, you'll never die? Well, even though he tarries his coming, you're not, you and I are not going to live here physically forever. And we live at our days and we die physically. Still, we won't die. Amen. We'll just slip out of our body. We won't taste death. We won't smell it. Come on, are you listening? We won't touch it. It won't touch us because he died for us. He tasted death for us. And when they lay that body to rest, that's not the end of it either. It's not the end of anything that counts. We're going to talk about that in in a moment. If he raised from the dead, it proves who he is. The son of God and the resurrection himself. But it also proves that death is not what many on the planet believe the end. Death is not termination. It's transition. Is that right? Paul talked about, he said, the time of my departure is at hand. Phyllis and I were talking about the other day, a family in the church, they had a a baby born one day, and and the uh, very next day, I guess it was, their aged grandmother uh, went home to be with the Lord. So we had an arrival one day, and we had a departure the next. This is happening all over the planet, all through the earth. Arrivals in the form of births and departures in the form of death. It's not the end. It's not the end. It's just a leaving of the body. It's like pulling your hand out of a glove. Hmm? 
And we have thousands upon thousands of people that have testified, died, and come back. And their testimonies sound amazingly similar. They say all at once, they're looking at their body. And sometimes it took them a minute to realize, that's me, that's my body. <laughs> and then realizing how good they feel. Having for the first time in their existence, being completely free from every pain or bit of death or curse. Come on, are you listening? And talking about how they're seeing colors they've never seen, hearing sounds they've never heard, and then they see the light. They see the light. You ever hear people talk about going to the light? Well, it shouldn't be surprising because God is light. Huh? Yes. Thank God. When, if we believe that Jesus raised from the dead, we have to accept death is not the end. Death is not permanent because death has been conquered. And if death has been conquered, you and I do not have to live in dread of death. As the days pass, as the years pass, as we get older, we don't have to be afraid we're going to die. And virtually all the phobias are really fear of death. Hmm? Phobias, fear, fear. People say, I'm afraid of flying. Nah, you're afraid of crashing and dying. <laughs> I'm afraid of being in a crowd. No, you're afraid of being in a crowd and smothering and dying. I'm afraid, uh, afraid of the water. No, you're afraid of drowning and dying. It's a fear of death. All of, but when you're no longer afraid of death, you're no longer afraid of dying. Death does not, holds no terror for you. The devil loses his leverage. And you can really live life. Hallelujah. You're not ready to live till you're ready to die. And you can't be ready to die until you are born again and you know who you are in Christ you believe in the risen Savior and you know your resurrection is coming next oh somebody say I believe it I believe it I believe it I believe it hallelujah the Bible said in Acts 17 31 it says God has appointed a day in which he'll judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he has ordained whereof he has given assurance unto all men in that he has raised him from the dead. We have assurance. He did it. And in doing it for him he did it for us. The Bible said in 1 Peter 1 and 3, Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to the abundance of his kindness did beget us unto a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It's a living hope or expectation in us every day of our life. I don't have to fear getting older. I don't have to fear what comes next. I don't have to fear what happens after my last breath. I don't have to fear eternity. I don't have to fear judgment. Come on, are you listening? Because he was judged in my place. He died in my place. And the fact that he raised from the dead proves he overcame it all. The gospel is the story 
of total victory over sin, the grave, hell, death. It's the most glorious. No wonder it's called the good news. (laughs) It's the best news you ever heard. Best news I ever heard. Now, what does resurrection mean? If death has been overcome, it means sin has been overcome. Because the only reason death exists is because sin happened. Listen to the scripture, Romans 5, 12. By one man, sin entered into the world, talking about Adam, and death came by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Romans 6, 23 says the wages of sin is death. There would never have been any death. Now, this is something we need mind renewal on. If there had never been any sin, nothing on the planet would ever die. Not the grass, not the animals, the atmosphere would be perfect. The weather would be perfect. There'd be no earthquakes, no tornadoes, no tsunamis, no hurricanes. All of this is a result of sin and the following curse. And the Bible tells us that the earth itself is groaning and travailing. Why? It's dying. It's groaning. That's why the earthquakes and the weather patterns and the problems, it's getting older and it's dying. It's groaning. It's travailing. And it can't be fixed in its current state. So the Bible tells us there's going to come new heaven and new earth wherein is no curse. We've never lived in a place like that. Are you looking forward to it, says? We've never lived in a place like that. But we're going to. Believers are. Believers are. Hallelujah. The Bible said that he was delivered for our offenses and he was raised for our justification. And if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, righteousness is given to us and imputed to us. The fact there would have been no death. If there had been no sin. And the fact that Jesus overcame death and raised up from the dead proves he overcame sin. Sin has been conquered, so death has been defeated. Whose sin? Whose sin? He didn't go to the cross for himself. He had no sin. He didn't need to be judged for his sin. He didn't need to overcome his sin or pay any price for his sin. So it's your sin and my sin that has been conquered. Hallelujah. If he died for your sin, that means it's paid for and you never have to die for your sin. If he was judged for your sin, that means you never have to be judged for your sin. Is it true, saints? It was for us that he was chastised. It was for us that he was uh, scourged. 
It was for us that the chastisement of our peace came on him. It was for our sins, our grief, our sorrows, our pains, our sicknesses, our poverty that he bore. Not so we could continue in it and suffer from it again or perish from it again. So what it means is when he was raised, we were raised. Because it was all for us. He didn't need to be raised for himself. It was all for you and all for me. Oh, when you really believe that, it thrills your soul. Doesn't it? It thrills your soul. It's the only way you and I, having failed and come short, could ever be accepted into the holy presence of God. It's the only way you and I could ever come boldly before the very throne of grace. Elsewise, we had no place there. We had no right there. We didn't deserve to be there. But we can now. I said we can now. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Makes me want to sing. Romans 8, 2 says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Did he do it? Then I am. Then you are. Did he become sin with your sin? Then you really are righteous with his righteousness. Hallelujah. Did he taste death for you? Then you really have been tasting eternal life now. Glory be to God. Somebody say glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And finally. Are you surprised by that? (laughs) What does it mean if, if he raised from the dead? If he raised from the dead, it proves who he is. If he raised from the dead, it proves death is not the end. If he raised from the dead, it proves sin has been conquered. And if he raised from the dead, it proves we will. Acts 26, 23. He talks about the gospel that said that Christ should suffer and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead. The what? The what? If there's a first, there's a second, a third, a one millionth, ninety third. Huh? (laughs) Didn't say he was the only one raised from the dead. He was the first one. He was the first one. 1 Corinthians 6.14 says, God has raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by his own power. Don't you like to see it right there in the word of God? 2 Corinthians 4.14 says it again, knowing, he said, that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us up also by Jesus and will present us with you. Uh, Some of the Sadducees. (laughs) <laughs> Every time you hear that, it's hard to get away from that. That's why they were sad. You see. 
was they didn't believe in spirit or in anything after death. They believed in no afterlife. They believed in no resurrection. So there's people that believe that today. It's nothing new. And because of that, and Jesus is talking about things that contradict what they believe, they they thought they would come and and catch him in their trickery. And they came and said, you know, under the law, if a man died and left no children, then his brother was to take the responsibility for that and, and, and his wife and raise up seed. And uh, they said this happened, and the one brother uh, took the, the, the widow, and she had no children. Then the next brother took her and had no children. Next brother, next brother, all seven. And they said, now, in the resurrection. See, they don't believe in a resurrection. Whose wife will she be? <laughs> I see people have a lot of questions about that. Well, what about these folks? They've been... Married and remarried, and after they were gone, and all this happened. I heard one guy say, "Man, I, I I'm, I'm, you know, I want to go to heaven, but I'm a little bit concerned. <laughs> if my wife meets my my second wife. I don't know what's going to happen here. <laughs> this is earthly thinking." This is not spiritual thinking. It's carnal, natural thinking, and that's what they were saying. They're saying, That's, how's any of that going to work? Well, Jesus said in Luke 20 and 34, he said, The sons of this age do marry and are given in marriage, but those accounted worthy to obtain that age and the rising again out of the dead, they neither marry nor are they given in marriage. Now, sure, we'll know each other, and people that had strong relationships here will still have them there, and it'll go on beyond. But you've got to realize that this is the briefest thing we'll ever do. Even if you're for, here for a hundred years, think about what that hundred years is going to feel like three million years after that. <laughs> no. Said they, neither are they able to die anymore. They're like the angels. And they are the sons of God. The literal says, being sons of the rising again. Children of the resurrection, sons of the rising again. You and I are a child of the resurrection. Woo! Does that do anything for you? Hallelujah! It's going to be different than it is down here and in this life. There will not be the limitations nor the constraints. And thank God there won't be all the old baggage that you lugged around from all your failures or or problems or emotional upheavals or any kind of failure. It will be gone, gone, gone. No more sorrow. No more crying. No more suffering. No more dying. The former things, he said, are passed away. Ooh, anybody believe it? Anybody believe it? If he raised from the dead, we're going to raise from the dead. That's what it means to us. 1 Thessalonians 4.14 describes it. 1 Thessalonians 4.14. It says, if we believe, it's an if here. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, 
So if you don't believe that, I guess there's no need for you to keep reading. Because <laughs> it doesn't apply to you. How many can keep reading? Anybody can, can you keep reading? If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. So apparently they're not out there in the graveyard. They're with the master. And he's go, they're going to come back with him when he comes back. Hallelujah. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent, or that means will not precede or have any uh, preeminence or preference over them that are asleep. So you, sometimes people think, well, I, what if I don't live till he comes back? Well, you're not, you're not going to feel slighted. <laughs> you're actually going to get to come back with him and see your body resurrected before the other folks is. So you're going to be all right. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. All the believers that have already died are going to rise. Hallelujah. Somebody say resurrection, resurrection, resurrection. And you know, one of the, it is going to be neat if you are alive and remaining to get to see all this happen in your flesh before it happens to you. That's going to be, for lack of a better word, a trip. <laughs> that's, that's going to be amazing, too. And you know, uh, there are numerous bodies of believers that you cannot find on the earth. I mean, their body, they, they were thrown to the lions. And, and their body, the parts of their body were scattered and, and became dust uh, centuries and centuries ago. Where's their body? God knows where every atom is. And when that trump sounds and that shout occurs, it's going to come back from the four corners of the earth together. Hallelujah. And the power of God's going to hit it. And they're going to come pick up their body. And now it's going to be a body that can stay with you. Hallelujah. The body said this corruptible is going to put on incorruptible. This mortal is going to put on immortal. That means can't be corrupted. Can't age. Can't die. Can't die. Cannot. Won't that be wonderful? That means you'll never get another wrinkle. You'll get never get another gray hair. You'll never lose another hair. Come on, are you with me? Won't it be wonderful? Well, you can put up with this for a few days. Looking forward to that. Can't you? The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. With the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain. If you heard the trumpet sound right now, that'd be us. How many believe one of these days it's going to happen? One of these days it's going to happen. No matter who doesn't believe it. It's not going to change it. It's going to happen. We which are alive 
and remain. We're going to be, we're going to be standing there. Seeing the bodies come out of the graves of believers. Seeing their particles come together from the four corners of the earth. Seeing them glorified. Seeing the saints come and re-enter their bodies. And seeing them shine like the stars of heaven. Seeing the glory of the risen Savior himself coming in their midst with clouds of glory. How many think we'll be standing there like this? We'll be gone. And just about that time, it's going to hit us. It's going to hit us. And we, we're going to be standing there looking, and all at once, our feet's going to come off the ground. Woo! Like metal is sucked by a giant magnet. It's going to suck us right off the surface of the earth. We're going to be caught up together with them in the clouds. We're going to meet the Lord in the air. We're going to be flying without a plane. Hallelujah. And it's not the end of something. It's the beginning. Oh, hallelujah. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet, everybody. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to the Lamb of God. Glory be to the risen Christ, the risen Savior. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, who would want to miss all that? (laughs) I said, who would want to miss all that? Who would want to be stubborn and rebellious and say, I don't believe it. I don't accept it and miss out. You don't want to do that. We don't know who's here today. But friend, if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord, this is your day. This is your opportunity. Every one of us, there was a day, there was a time somewhere that we received him and accepted him and confessed him as Lord. Did you notice of all the things he could have said, what you must believe in order to be born again? Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus or Jesus is Lord. And what do you have to believe? And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Hallelujah. The Bible, you know, some people are are talking about uh, woes and problems that will come on the earth. And these things will come. But the scripture says those of us in him have been delivered from the wrath to come. Hmm? And, and we just got through talking about part of it. Before something's going to happen, we're leaving here. We're out. Friend, you do not want to be on the outside. You do not want to be among those rejecting him and mocking him. If you would just close your eyes. We don't know who's watching, who's listening in the room, in, in Branson, on the internet. But if you'd say, Brother Keith... I've never given my heart to the Lord. Would you pray for me? Would you raise your hand while nobody's looking around? Please pray for me. Uh, and then we'll do it. 
and you can receive right now. Or if you, maybe you, you did years ago or even more recently, but for whatever reasons you, you, you let your faith go and you, you got away from him, you left him. You left him. But you need to come back. Well, you shouldn't, there's no reason to wait another moment. Now is the time. Right now is the best opportunity you have before anything else happens. So if you'd say, Brother Keith, pray for me, I need to come back. Raise your hand if you would, please. I need to come back. Yes, I see hands. I need to come back. On the internet, you can raise your hand. We'll pray for you there. And God will hear and he'll touch you there. In Branson, raise your hand. There's people looking there right now. If you raised your hand to give your life to the Lord or to come back to the Lord, I want to pray for you, but I want to do it like this. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me and my words in front of men, I'll be ashamed of you before the Father. But if, we'll confess, if you'll confess me before men, I'll confess you before the Father. You've got to be unashamed and willing to publicly confess him in front of people. If you're not willing to do that, that's a problem. And so if, you've, if you raised your hand, or you should have, or if you've never publicly confessed Jesus as your Lord, I want you to step out from your seat right now, come down to the front as they sing. And this is not for my sake, it's between you and the Lord. You want to demonstrate between uh, you and He that you are not ashamed of Him, and you do believe in Him, and you are willing to publicly confess it. Go ahead and sing. Hallelujah.